All right. All right. Amen. Sir, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hear me? <laughs> yes, sir. I can hear you. Uh, so I want to, first of all, um, thank all of you that have been joining us for the podcast, for the Raymond for Lunch podcast. We are very, very appreciative of your support. Amen. And most importantly, we want to uh, make sure that we bring forth, you know, relevant content and we're able to minister at the same time. So um, as I always say, each episode, uh, it's Rhema for lunch. The word of God is a savory meal, uh, something that is good for our inner man and man cannot live by bread alone, but every, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Listen, today is really special. This is really special to me, amen, because um, this will be our first guest on the podcast. And I'm just really excited. I have, um, I've been blessed to come across and meet some great, great people uh, and great men of God. And one of them, of course, is my brother, my friend, um, brother Absalom Adams. Uh, you know, he, he, he's a humble man. A guy said, you don't even have to say the extra stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he says you could just call me you know absalom adams amen I, i'm grateful for his um his humility i'm grateful for his willingness to come on the podcast this young man is um a preacher he's a prophet he's a musician man he's he's very talented um with the arts uh, of music and this uh, most importantly he loves the people of god and he loves the things of god he is currently um <clears throat> Uh, in charge, or he's currently the overseer of uh, the Well Campus 
uh, outreach here at Troy University in Troy. So before we even get into the conversation, just give us a little information on uh, your, your ministry, sir, and what you're doing with the Well Campus Ministry. I know it's a little different now because of, you know, the COVID, but just give us a little information and, um, and, and, and give us a little bit of info about what God has graced you to be able to do at this time, sir. Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, man, thank you for having me um, on your platform, man. It's an honor, honestly, to consider little old me, you know. Uh, but with the Well Campus Outreach, it was a vision that God gave me uh, back in 2016 when I first uh, came to Troy University. And it was something that I wrestled um, over. But eventually, you know, you can wrestle with the will of God for only <laughs> so long until, you know, you eventually submit. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's a. Uh, the, the vision is to bridge the gap between church and the unchurched. Uh -huh. You know, I began to meet people uh, during my time at Troy that will tell me, man, I, I love God and I believe in God. I just, I don't like church, mm. you know, or I've, I've been offended in church, you know, and I came to church looking for God and I met somebody telling me I, my dress is too short or something like that, you know? Mm, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. my, you know, the, the, the thing that really gripped me was, you know, how are we missing people that are trying to find God, but yet we're introducing them to everything but God. Mm. So that's so that was that was sort of the assignment for that to sort of bridge the gap, you know, mm -hmm. yes, sir. just give them an environment where they can freely worship God and you know, not feel the pressure of, oh, I need to stand during this time, or I need to sit down right here. I don't, you know. Right, so, right, yeah, right. that's just give them a right. place to worship God. The the the, um, the deacon's bench and things like that, right? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. We, uh, yeah, man, that um, that's awesome because, you know, at this current time, well, I will just throw this in here, man, we're seeing now that, um, you know, don't matter where you sit at now, you know what I mean? And, and, and the, the appearance and things like that, you know, a lot of things we're having to do, we're having to do from home or, or, you know, do from a location where, um, you know, it's not really a situation of being seen. So yeah. Amen. You know, that's awesome, man. And we're grateful for that. I've been to uh, a number of your, of your services when they were having the man highly anointed um, and, and just an awesome time in Jesus, man. I had a good time each time I came. Um, and we hope in the future, if it's the will of the Lord, that we'll be able to continue. But as, as we, you know, the pandemic kind of changed everything. So, um, yeah. one thing that we have to continue to do, and I know you'll concur with this is we have to stay steadfast regardless. Um, oh, yeah. we have to talk about be, you know, we have to be consistent and, and committed to what God called us to, because, you know, did we do it for, you know, for the building or for the look or for the followers or did we do it because we wanted to serve God and serve the body of Christ. This is really a crucial time. And, and um, yeah, a lot's been going on. Amen. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, man, it's great to have you on um, the podcast. Listen, this, what we're doing today. Um, this is our first breakthrough discussion in a number of, might be a couple of years now um, when it initially started, we started with the panel and then, and now things have changed. So with the pandemic and everything happening, we still want to be able to deliver some relevant discussions concerning um, the things of God, um, concerning some things that God is showing us and teaching us during this time. Um, and uh, Minister Absalom is, 
he's he's I have to I have to be very honest. He he's a prophet. The Lord speaks to him and and the Lord um, and he, he is able to relay what God is saying. I'm learning now. It's about the delivery. You know what I mean? Because, we, you know, without the pulpits being the way that they were and without church service not being the way that it used to be, uh, I'm not knocking good preachers, but. Now, you know, we're in a situation where, I, you know, I can't I can't sit in my home and who, you know, no mic. Right. And you see what I'm saying? So right. now we have, you know, it's 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 becoming more. I feel this way. And I want to hear your comments on this. I feel that it's becoming more about substance now than it was before. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, man, this pandemic is forcing us to rely on the faith that we preached about. You know, it, it's it. easy to. Uh, feel confident that you have the word of God when you got somebody screaming at man preach preacher but when the only thing you hear is the fan blowing in the background mm -hmm. you really have to be sure that okay this word is from God this is what God told me to preach you know and and not even so much about preaching even when it comes to the gifts yeah. so is the, is are the gifts only limited to the four walls of the church you know th does it only operate on a Sunday morning with some prayer oil with, mm. with a Hammond B3 screaming in the background? Yes, or can sir. I look at a camera and say, be healed in the name of Jesus and that same power reaches them right where they are? Yes, so I believe yes. this is forcing us to redo what we thought um, God and spirituality and the supernatural is. It's causing us to, again, really rely on the faith of God and believe in the things that, you know, we preach about on a regular basis. Yes, um, amen. Because it's, it's, it's one thing to preach it, and it's another thing to have to go through what you preach about. Sure. Amen. So, you know, this is um, this is a very, very interesting time. I want to <laughs> I want to talk about a couple of things um, and just, you know, share uh, heartbeats. I want to definitely um, give the opportunity for the Lord to um, use you in ministering, because some of these some of these topics God is, you know, God has dealt with me about numerous, you know, numerous of times, and I'm sure that he has with you. We've had conversations uh, about these things before, and I just feel that this will be a blessing to someone because I'm learning that you, you really don't know um, what people are going through. You really don't know what, what's going on in people's lives, and they can look like they're doing okay, but in reality... You know, things are not as they seem. We we've mastered the look, you know. We've oh, yeah. we've mastered the you know the 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 image, but when it comes to uh the workings of God in our life, in our inward man, you know, in those around us, it, it, it could be a different story. So uh I, I want to make sure that we we're able to minister to somebody. Amen. Yeah. Uh, and, and definitely, um, you know, someone be blessed by this. So um, one thing I want to hear your thoughts on, um, what, what, what do you do or how do you feel or when do you feel like the anointing or the requirement of God on your life, like the mandate, when you, when you have an understanding, okay, the Lord wants me to be obedient and serve him and do his will. Um, but, you know, this, 
this too much. You know, it, it comes it comes with too much, uh, uh, you know, and it seems like when you say yes to God, you know, that, that initial yes to God where you're getting saved is kind of a naive yes to God. Because <laughs> just being real, we, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And then, like, you know, the enemy, when, when you leave the enemy's camp, he's not going to let you just go free, you know. Right. So you, there's a tax now, you know. You didn't know your family was against you until you started talking about you, you know, things of that nature. So what are your thoughts on that? Like, what do you do when there's this place where you get to this place like this is too much for me? I, I, I can't, you know, I can't deal. I, God, why did you even put me in this position to go through this? Like, uh, uh, what are your thoughts on that? And, and, and help somebody with, with those thoughts and to get through that. I, Cause I know you've been there. We've both been there. So, you Almost know, definitely. And, and I'm gonna throw this in there. Most of your real preachers don't really want the call initially, <laughs> you know. Man, say, them, say that again for the ones in the back. Say that listen, again for the ones in the back. I, listen, <laughs> listen. When, when I, grew, I always knew I was called to preach, okay? I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of my testimony. I always knew that I was called to preach. But here's the issue. When you're a kid and you call to preach, it's fun. You know, it's fun in games. You don't really understand that this is real spiritual warfare out here. You know, you you really got to battle for your soul. Like you really got to fight your flesh. You really gotta gotta live for God. And as time went on, I was like, no, <laughs> no, because I went through watching. I, I went through watching my father. He's a he's a man, man of God. He's a preacher. And I, I watched um, growing up another great man of God that went through so much. We're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, issues where the church, you know, split. We're talking about issues where there was reproach said about things in, in the house that caused, uh, 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 you know, a bad roof or, or a bad tension. And, you know, I watched people that was in the church that said that they loved him, you know, people that, that, that said that they were, you know, we, we got your back, you know, we got your back pastor, things like that. It was like, you know that we're gonna start our own church. They 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 were dis, they were disruptive. Things were disrespectful. You know, and I'm looking at this like, because <laughs> yeah, because I look at this man of God and, whew, yes, Lord, he, he, you know he got the Holy Ghost. You know what I mean? Because, right. You know me. I'm like, I'm ready. To, you know, I'm ready to put hands on things and do things the wrong way. Just be yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just being straightforward, like I watched this. So I was like, mm -mm, you know, and, and I wanted to do everything else, you know, and, and just talk about that for a little bit, sir, because like I said, I know you've been there as well. Amen. Man, I um I come from a household of preachers. Uh, my father was the founder of um, the ministry that I sit under now, House of Prayer. Mm -hmm. um when he passed my mother took over as pastor Amen. and uh it, it's funny you often hear her say uh you know they would be hanging out together you know just having that mm -hmm. moment as husband and wife and mm -hmm. all of a sudden he'll just get up and walk outside and she's like what's wrong with you and he'll go I just really wish the saints would pull up I just I just really wish the saints would do it. you know this day on personal moment we're supposed to be just them mm -hmm. and you know she said I, I I would see how he carries the heart of ministry and the heart of God so heavily and she said she said all the time i wouldn't want to be a pastor hmm. well she's currently the pastor right, and right. um you know i would say the same thing like you said growing up and you know seeing people turn their backs on 
you know, people that have given up their own personal time and sacrificed time mm. and money, blood, sweat, and tears, yes. and seeing the the persecution that they come under. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, they're they're ready to handle it spiritually because they understand the spiritual side. But we ready to throw hands, you know, because <laughs> right. you, ain't, you ain't gonna talk about my past, you know. No, mm. So uh, you know, it's just something that I guess seeing the the behind the scenes of ministry. It sort of, like you said, over time, it sort of made you want to run away from it. But um, I often say something because it's something I've lived. Uh, you can only run away from God for so long until you end up running right into him. Mm, <laughs> you know, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll try to try other things and, yeah. you know, just experience life, you know. Yes. But yes, at some point in time, you're going to have to face, okay, I'm going to have to tell God, yes, eventually. I've mm. tried it my way. And it seems like all things things start going crazy when I yes. try and do it my own way. So, oh. all right, God, mm-hmm. I, I yield, you know? Yeah, yes, sir. It ain't no, it ain't no seem like it'd be going haywire. Um, oh, most definitely. And and that <laughs> what what you just said is is the God honest truth because it happened with me. I'm running from it and end up in jail. And mm-hmm. they they doing a, a Bible study every night. And so I'm like, I'm sitting on the little Bible study. You know, I'm already running away from God. So what else yeah. I got to do? I'm in jail. I'm scared of my life now. This is different. That, that street stuff, man, I want to do that street stuff so bad until consequences start coming. It's like, whoa, you know, me in the county jail, you know, sleeping on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's yeah. a whole different experience now. They tell you when you can, when the lights go off, come on, you know, they, they tell you how much you can eat it, how much it was. It, it focused me a little bit, you know, and yeah. I, said, I said, Lord, I'm in there. I'm already talking to God. Come scared to death. So I'm already talking to the Lord. I'm like, Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm like, I already know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I already know what's going on here. Jo- you notice that in the scripture, Jonah already knew what was happening. Right. Right. He said, the storm came because I'm on the boat. Because <laughs> I'm on the I'm, boat. Right. I'm, I'm the one running from God. Y'all in trouble because of me. He didn't even ask. He didn't have to pray. And say, mm-hmm. you know, is this really you, God? He's like, no, because I'm running. This is what I'm going through, and no lie, man, I, I'm sitting in the in the Bible studies with them, and they letting each one, you know, go around and do a scripture and talk about it. Well, <laughs> you know, they get around and I give mine, and then they say, well, what's your thoughts on it? Okay, and I say a little something. They say. Well, talk a little bit more, you know. You know, <laughs> they're like, you got more word than you than us, so you need to be teaching us. And yeah. now I'm in jail running from God, but doing what I told God I didn't want to do. Yeah. I'm in yeah. here praying with them. You know, we going on fast. Folks asking us, yeah, at one program I was at, they asked us, they said, something wrong with the food? It's not an issue. I, like we, we, you know, those, they wanted to change in their life so bad. They hunger pulled on me. And, you know, there was like, we, we trying to stop, you know, these addictions, these, uh, you know, we robbing people and things like that. My wife, my kids, I'm about to lose them. I don't know if I'm gonna get out, you know, it, it pulled on me. I couldn't, I couldn't say no, you know, I, yeah. pray about, let's pray. What are my thoughts? What, what, what does the word say? I couldn't help it. I had to feed them. And that's yeah. how you know, you know, when, when it's in you and there's a pull, it's, is there, I know you know about the pool. <laughs> Most definitely. It um that's that's what really grabbed my attention actually, having these conversations with people that wanted more of God. 
mm-hmm. you know, and it made me realize, okay, I'm sitting here because I don't want to go through the discomfort of the process, but yet there are people that are hungry for God. And yet I'm sitting here battling and trying not to do something because I don't want to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, mm-hmm. what if their deliverance, what if their salvation or their breakthrough is waiting on me to say yes to God. That's, That's what really made me submit to the will of God. It was it it wasn't me because you know I you you your flesh is naturally going to want to do what's comfortable or what what feels good. Right. But it was seeing the people in a need and realizing, okay, what if that blood is required to my hands? Wow. That that's what that's what that's really heavy. grabbed my attention. That's heavy. That that's a heavy thought because your yes can save somebody else's life. Yes. And, you know, if, if we look at it in, in the context of the power of God, man, your, life, your, your yes could save their life and their family life and generations down. You could very be true, stopping a whole, a whole situation, a whole generational situation. Man, yep. that's, that's powerful. Yes, sir. Because uh, <laughs> someone needs it. Someone needs it. If God gave it to you, he gave it to you because there's a harvest for it. The scripture mm. says that the harvest is plenty, but we, we need some laborers. And, you know, whew, that's heavy. Um, <laughs> what, 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 do you, what do you tell someone that feels like it's too much? And, um, I mean, I know there's no right or wrong, you know, process to tell them, but minister to, to, to the person that's feeling like it's too much, like they're being crushed. Um, how would you minister to them and speak to them? Um, well, the first thing I would tell them is, um, everything that they've ever experienced, even down to their parents meeting each other and and coming together Mm -hmm. was centered around the call that God placed on your life. Mm -hmm. This was not just a fly of the moment thing that God did literally before the beginning of time, God knew that there would be a Tony Ward, there would be an Absalom Adams, and he knew that there would be a people that needed to hear the word that God put inside of them. So everything that has happened was shaped around the call of God on your life. With that being said, mm-hmm. there's no way that God places the call upon you only to allow the pressure or the, the process or the crushing of the call to destroy you. Uh, the, 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 the main thing that I had to learn, I had to learn how that even in the process to always find God, mm-hmm. The, 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 the process is almost like the basic training mm. for the call of God on your life. Mm. It, it, it prepares you. It, it, it equips you with certain hardware, certain uh, skills like discipline and, and, and you know, seek of God. It, it, it prepares you for things that you may not understand right now. Mm-hmm. But once you actually begin to flow and operate in the calling of God, you'll understand, OK, I see why I had to go through. I see why I had to experience that because now I've met somebody that's in the process of what I've already experienced. So now I can, you know, so Mm -hmm. one thing you can't do is you can't quit in the process because you will end up like the children of Israel. You end up going through the same old loop Mm -hmm. over and over again because you missed the lesson in the process. There's, there's, there's always a lesson in the process. Mm. That's it. The, and, and, when, when we when we deal with people that are unprocessed, that that you you know you can't and I had I I've, I had this problem. You can't abort when when the process starts getting heavy. You know we yes, we we talk a good game and we say we want the Lord to use us, 
but when when you when when you say you want the Lord to use you, you know, the Lord is wise. I love saying yeah. stuff. I, I I love saying that about him because th- oh, yeah. listen, he he's wise. And wisdom, wisdom teaches you that we don't take a product or we don't take a thing that has not been processed and put it in a situation. Just yeah. imagine if they didn't have test dummies to test out these cars that they put out on the highway. You see what I'm saying? The, the test mm-hmm. dummy does not have control. That that's good. I don't know. That's good. The test the, the, the test dummy can't say don't don't bang me up on you know, the, the test dummy goes through that and and the car goes through that until they finally figure out what safety measures and what what can be is just like any other thing. It has to go through a process to prove that it's supposed to do what it's supposed to do. That's why, um, you know, I used to pray for patience. <laughs> and Lord said, okay. Well, let's go to dangerous game. <laughs> let's go through that process then to to learn patience. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm I'm irritated. And the Lord said, "This this is what you need anyway. You know, this is what you ask for." So, right. um, um, process. You know, ultimately, and I'm going to say this. I know there are going to be some that may or may not disagree, uh, or may or may not agree. But you know, unprocessed or the danger of being unprocessed leads to you know not having any oil most definitely when you you go through that process the process that the lord takes you through is a precursor to where he wants to put you i believe that so you have to understand that but i I remember when i was too good to drink you know too Mm. good to smoke you know too good to you know do all of these different things you know because i you know i grew up pentecostal and we don't do that you know yeah i'm not gonna let that happen you know i'm saved sanctified i talk in tongues you know i've been baptized (laughs) you know what i mean this is the the mindset before being processed you see what i'm saying because that's how Mm -hmm. you know that's how i came out the gate you know, when you when you're growing up and you've been shielded from things and when you've when you you know, they you know, they tell you no or they tell you don't do it, but they don't help you understand why it's not a good right. thing. So right. and, and, and we'll talk about that a little bit, too. Like, even though we grew up this way and and all those things happen, it did teach us later on. You see what I'm saying? And um, man process could result in you know no oil what do you think about being trained and what i mean by being trained it doesn't always have to be training doesn't always have to be with uh you know the titles at the end eddd and md and all of that let's yeah. talk about training and what we mean by training you know spiritual training growing up because i you know we both grew up you know uh from the same pentecostal you know holiness background growing mm-hmm. up there were things that we didn't understand that was training, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, you know, if, if the unprocessed person um, doesn't allow the process to go to happen and they end up without any oil or, or they have a shortage, what happens to the untrained? I man, I believe um, when it comes to training, it's, it's like you said about the cars, or even if you, if you take, let's say a doctor, right? 
Mm-hmm. You remember a while ago when they had this story about the, uh, I think it was like 18 year old that had opened his own clinic and yeah, was yeah. faking as a doctor. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's sort of what it looks like. You know, yeah. it, it, it doesn't mean that you can't breach. Right. Doesn't mean that you can't prophesy. Doesn't mean that you can't operate. It simply means you have not gone through the proper teachings, trainings, testings, even mm-hmm. to yeah. know how to manage and be a good steward over the gift that God has given you. Mm-hmm. Because then you end up doing damage on the people that you turn into your test numbers. Wow. They actually need something from God and they're depending on, you know, the, the, I guess the God in you to receive what they need, but because you're unprocessed or you're untrained, you, you get into spiritual malpractice, if you will. So the, the, the training is, is, is always necessary because you can, it's dangerous to be unprepared. It's, it's, it's dangerous to not be fully submitted. I believe that's the purpose of training to mm-hmm. to teach you the submission and the ways of God. Mm-hmm. It, it, it teaches you how to rely and depend and find God in any situation. Yeah. I believe that's what the the training prepares us for. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah, and and it, it by preparing us, um, you know, we have a better chance um, at fulfilling the will of God. I think that. Um, <clears throat> you know, some, some, some things that we come up against and some of the issues that we encounter, you know, if we would just step back and humble ourselves and say, I'm not familiar with this. So I need to either connect with someone or get under someone. Um, that's the one that, you know, a lot of people don't like get under someone, you know, that, uh, that, that understands this, that has been successful in fighting this. You know, you know, someone that has survived, like been not just survived, but now they're on the other side of it. They're what what the scripture calls an overcomer. You know, like I'm not right. I didn't slide through. God kept me. And now I I'm a representative of what God can do. There is no you know, there was, you know, what's the old song? If you have to reach way down, Jesus will pick you up. Why is (laughs) that song means a lot to me now I used to think it was a little cute little you know quartet you know but it means so much to me now because I realized through him reaching way down he has to bring us up through what 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 we're dealing with and bring us bring us over and nobody can do that but Jesus right right so now when I stand when, when we're standing before people and we have been processed and we've been trained I can tell you because I know this is what Jesus can do I don't know. Sometimes I, I feel I feel funny about the self-help movement that it seems like creeping through, you know, creeping through the body a little bit. Our verbiage is interesting. You know, we 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 talk about what what we what God can do for us, what, what yeah. we've done. And I I can't say <laughs> I can't say that, you know. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't say that. I mean, yeah. Everything it, that it, it was. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I was gonna say, um, you know, I with uh during the altar calls, I used to always say, I know that you know in church they tell you that the Holy Ghost won't dwell in an unclean temple, in an unclean temple, mm-hmm. and yes, that is biblical, but it is the Holy Ghost that cleans the temple. If uh, if if I was able to clean the temple by myself, I wouldn't need him. If I could fix, if I could deliver myself, I wouldn't need him. Yes. So, it, it, you know, it's it's in him that I move, I live and have my being, you know, so it 
it's without God. I literally, I can't, I can't do nothing. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, and because we have an understanding that that understanding right there is the understanding, the foundational understanding to doing the work of the Lord. I can't, you know, I can't even do it without the Lord. This is why, um, you know, I, I, I'm worried, you know, about where we're heading, you know, as, as a church, I'm, you know, I'm seeing God move, don't get me wrong, but there's some of us now we're really abusing, um, we're abusing the scripture and we're abusing the opportunity now. Now, and I'm going to say this, I know, you know, <laughs> I'm always saying something, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, you know, now, you know, everybody has social media. So now online ministry is way more accessible for more folks. So what we're seeing is a surge and a surplus of people that's just ministry, doing ministry, right? But in essence, ab abusing the call because number one, some of them, not, I can't speak for everybody, but some of them, they're not even called to it. Um, and then you have others, they, they, they don't want to do the training and they don't want to be processed. Now you get, you get on, get your backdrop and a tie and you get on there and say, thus save the Lord, you know, <laughs> things are different. So, uh, you know, and, and I just want to ask this question. I just, this is just a funny thought. We're going to, we're going to paraphrase for a funny thought. Why, why is everybody, or why do everybody want to be an apostle or a prophet so bad? You ever notice that people, people are 30 days, you know, a year save. And now you, you, you know, you a prophet or prophetess or whatever the case may be. Why do you want to be a apostle? Prophet? It's five, you know, it's a five fold ministry. Gift, you know, it, I, I just, you know, what's your thoughts on that? Man, it, it, in certain spirits, the church has turned into a spiritual jack-o'-lantern. They want to be the head. They want to be the eyes. They want to be the ears. They want to be the mouth. No one wants to be the hands. No one wants to be the feet. No one wants to be the body of Christ that doesn't, the part of the body that doesn't get the attention. You know, mm. they, they, they want to, they like the glitz and the glamour of, you know, being the prophet and giving prophecies and being the apostle and feeling like you call the shots without realizing the warfare that comes with those with 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 that office and with yeah. that call yeah. you know like you said earlier the ones that are really called are the ones that that ran from it wow. you know those are the ones that you know i was okay being a drummer outside on the keys you know i, I love it I, okay singular praise and worship here and there that's fine but you know you you find those that have uh i heard someone refer to it as the prophetic ego versus the prophetic eco the prophetic ecosystem you know, it, it's it's the understanding of, OK, if I'm the apostle, I'm the prophet, I operate at the top and everyone flows up under me oh. instead of viewing it as, yes, I'm an apostle. Yes, I'm a prophet, but I operate as a part of a system, as a part of the body mm. that all works together collectively yeah. to serve God. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I, just, I believe that it's a it's an attraction to the the fame the popularity even oh, yeah. you know and uh you know the 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 heard somebody say that the microphone has almost become a drug in the church you know if everyone wants to be the person at the front be the person at the head mm -hmm. but you know what, what what if god calls you to be an anointed usher what if what if what if god has anointed you to go out there and park those cars what if your 
attitude and you having the spirit of God and you being the first person they met out there on the parking lot was the thing that stopped somebody from killing themselves. What if the word of the Lord was not in the mouth of the, the prophet or the apostle, but it was in the mouth of the usher? You know, so I, I believe that um, it's 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 a it's a a quest for power, I guess. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it's just a desire to get some sort of I don't know, <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, that last statement. Yeah, some form of power or to um to put forth the the image of of the power. You know, it, I'm trying. I'm always church different you know things different now um you know there there is there is a, a motive now in the house of god a lot of times that's not it's it's not the river it's not the river of god it's not the flow of the spirit of god and it can be felt sometimes you know what i mean we, yeah. we, we we're looking to be seen a lot of times you know seen more so um than felt right uh, so, you know, once we get done with the look, this is what scares me about all of it. We can't do nothing anyway. It's the power of God. That's it. The, or the orator can preach, teach, and talk, and tell the stories, and we thank God for it. But if that is the only thing that... Uh, we're being fed and we're not we're not seeing the power of God. We have to, I'm telling you, there has to be a display now. Now, the season we in now, especially now. We're not talking about, mm -hmm. you know, back, you know, now. We have to see a display now because we're seeing what's happening around us. And my belief, thank God, my belief is that he is getting ready to show us, you yeah. know it's hard to it's hard to look for god's power or see it happen unless there is something that goes wrong or goes already yeah you know what I mean? what's your thoughts on that and i believe that um we like you said we're about to see god move in such a mighty way yes, sir. and the reason why i believe it is because you know now they're telling us we can't gather and mm. you know we can't lay hands on the sick you know right. we we're not supposed to have a big altar call where everybody's at the altar close to each other. So I believe that's when God moves. That's when you are, you know, you are on the brink of seeing a mighty move of God when it doesn't look like you're about to see a move of God. Yeah. It's usually when things are in turmoil or in distress or, you know, during a pandemic or a plague, that's when we really see the hand of God move mightily. So um, in, in, in spite of what's going on, I'm I'm really excited to see what God is doing and is getting ready to do you know in the midst of his people yes i'm excited too because i as much that has happened and that is happening i still know beyond a shadow of a doubt god is still able it's just oh, yeah it's just something that i can i will not let go of god is able He's able to do whatever he said or he whatever he um, willed for his people and for this earth. He's going to do it. Um, yeah. But let's let's shift a little bit here. Watch this. What we've seen lately, uh, we're talking about 2020, especially and starting out this year, too. What we've been seeing is uh, a lot of generals in the faith. Uh, <sighs> we're seeing them. 
pass along. And 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 I'm gonna say this, uh, and I know you can agree with me. Folks, you think wouldn't die. Man. Not, for, not for real, not for real. You just in your mind, you just couldn't see it, you know. Man, 2020, especially, you know, and with with that happening, you and I both know that there's some shifting. There's there, not just some shifting, there is a shift mm-hmm. happening. Speak to us on that, my friend. Man, I believe that. Um and, and and now it makes sense. Around about 2019, I begin to, I guess, feel the the grief of the Lord, almost mm. the burden of the Lord concerning succession and preparing the next generation. Mm. And, you know, because I, I, I believe that, it, you know, it, it's easy to get caught up in the limelight of me and everybody knows me. And I'm, you know, I'm the pastor. I'm the leader. But what happens when you're, you're, you're no longer there? It's almost like the Elijah and the Elisha model. Um, you know, Elijah, uh, because of his experiences, he, he always dealt with, you know, self-righteousness and pride. You know, I'm the only one. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm God's prophet. I'm God's man. Yeah. And even when, you know, you, you, you see when Elijah was caught up, there was no passing of the mantle. The mantle was literally thrown at him. Mm. It was literally thrown at him because, you know, it was, it was instead of him being trained on how to handle the mantle, the mantle was simply just given to him. And so I believe now what we're seeing is the mantle falling on those and it's, it's now showing, okay, are they prepared or, or not? You know, I, I, I believe that there is always a reward for serving. And I believe part of that reward is, is, is less, is, is lessons and teaching. Yes. You know, I, I, I believe that, you know, I, I'm not just, I, if I'm serving as an armor bearer, I'm not just pastor's flunky. I'm not, I'm not pastor's do boy. I'm not the person that just go wash their car or, you know, mm. put their robe in the cleaners mm. just because they need a servant. No, I believe that there is something that God wants to, uh, passed down or transfer through, through my service of my leader. So I believe that God is really applying pressure in that area. And, and, you know, just making sure that we have, as my mother can say, have our ducks in a row, right. you know, have things prepared that, you know, cause what, what, what if, hmm, why is it that leaders feel like they have to die in a position? What if God only wanted someone in a position for a certain time? But because, you know, they got attracted to the high seat, you know, that the, the middle seat in the pulpit and, you know, pastor getting a plate first. They got they got attracted to all that. They missed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, they missed the, the time that God set for a transition, mm, you know. Mm. And, and so I, I really believe that God now is he's he's really exposing whether, you know, there has been preparation or not, you know, and, and, and like you said, man, I, the, the generals, they, they're leaving us. They they are leaving us. And so now what we've learned and what we set up under for years now, the time is coming where it's time to see that in operation. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, <clears throat> there were, and, and growing up, um, 
you know, in atmospheres where there's strong um, apostolic anointing and apostolic teaching, you know, my belief is that God really wants to, really is testing the foundation in, in some of us, you know, because oh, yeah. now, you know, what, what do you believe besides being in the building? What do you know about God besides the building, besides, you know, the, the decree that we do every time that's on the wall or, you know, yeah. the, the reciting of, of, of the different things and the formalities, what do we know about him? What can, can I explain or can I deliver to you a person that doesn't know Christ or searching for Christ? Can I yeah. lead you to him? It's a different conversation now. You know, the suicide rates up, you know, there, there are things happening around us. And um, now it's, it's not just hollering from the pulpit with sweat. I got to be able to have a conversation with you. Right, 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 right. And I can't sit here and, and, and have a conversation with them and be, well, look what you got on, you know, what church you got, this, this the one, this the one right here. Well, what, what, what kind of church you came from? Oh, you're Baptist. Oh, oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. And immediately compartmentalize based on where they said they went to church at, what kind of church it was. And, I, and I'm speaking from experience because I used to be that way. I used to be yeah. that way, you know, Oh, oh, you Methodist. Oh, you, you know, and it's like God, uh, that scripture says in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, you know, right? Methodist flesh, Baptist flesh, you know, flesh. He said he's going to pour it out on all of us. What's going on? What I believe that the Lord is helping us in this realm as well. Like we've got to reach the loss anyway, regardless What's your thoughts on, 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 on ministry now? Like COVID-19 was good for the church in some ways. Yeah. I, I know nobody, not a lot of people are going to agree, but in, in a lot of ways, I think that it was because now we don't have, and I know everybody, they still do the virtuals and things like that. But now, as I said earlier, substance has to be brought forth now. We've got to be able to conversationally explain. I, I got to be able to talk to my brother, my sister. What's your, what's your thoughts on the, the conversational ministry that is now being birthed throughout the pandemic and things like that? Man, I believe the pandemic literally shook the church and shook away everything <laughs> that became tradition. Mm. You know, our family and friends day and. Oh, yeah. 100 women in right 100 women in white 50 men in, you know it it, it 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 made us look at everything we do yeah. and ask ourselves is this god mm. that's good where is god in this wow. is this something we do out of tradition or you know is this something that god wants us to do and and i and i believe um this pandemic like you said is making us not focus so much on, you know, the sermon delivery and, you know, my three points and a hoop and put me in A flat. I'm going to modulate up the C, scream, yeah. holler, we're going to have a phrase break and go home. Yeah. You ain't got none of that now. You know, it's you and that camera and, you know, the, the World Wide Web listening to you. And so now it, 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 like you said, it's checking our foundation now. It's seeing, okay, is this a show or is this something that we believe? Yes, 
Lord. You know, my pastor would always tell me something. And, you know, I, I, I thank God for my leadership because, you know, I, I would preach and, you know, I feel like, yeah, that, that was a good sermon. You know, oh, somebody got saved. That was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, and I get done and she would look at me and be like, you did good. But make sure you don't just study your Bible just to preach. Mm. And I'm like, uh, like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, well, shout out to Pastor, right. shout out but to now, Pastor but Adams. Now it makes sense. My shout Lord. out to Pastor Adams, man. My Lord. It, it, you know, and, and now now it makes sense because what happens when you when you when you can't preach a sermon? Do you have do you have a reservoir? of word inside of you that's not for a sermon but it's for application do you have you know lessons and 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 scriptural you know um foundation inside of you that you know it's it's not for the audience it's not for the people Mm. it's for you yes i can't tell you how many times i've heard a scripture in my spirit and it's not for a teaching series. It's not for the will. It's not for house of prayer. It's not for anybody's church. It's for Absalom Adams. This yeah. word is for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says that uh, the word is sharp and powerful than a two-edged sword. That means the same sword that cuts when you swing it is going to hit you when you swing it back. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I believe now God is is requiring us to study for ourselves and actually get back to the heart of ministry and the the heart of God, which is not packing out a church. It's not. It, it, it's not seeing how many preaching engagements we can get and no shade to anybody in any shape, form or fashion, but it's, it's literally causing us to get back to the place of reaching the lost. Yes. Reaching the souls. Like you said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And I believe that some of us have forsaken the harvest man we we, we've forgotten about our main intent which Mm. is to reach the souls and win them to christ yes wow man you said yes you said some heavy stuff brother (laughs) (laughs) man the 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 um the way you know the servant though is in his dedication to whatever he's been assigned to do um yeah the, the, the one thing that is really, I, I believe, and I, you know, I know we all, st- I struggle with it. I'm going to be very honest with the, the issue called consistency, you know, being able, yeah. being able to build the momentum and stay focused through the, through the, through the entire thing that God promised you. I, 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 t- I tell you one thing, distractions, um, you know, they say the enemy is the prince of the power of the air, you know, everything everywhere. Sometimes it distractions, man, can really sway us. And I think that that's one of the main reasons why the harvest is we, we, we not focus on the harvest, you know, yeah. and especially before the pandemic, we definitely, well, Lord help. <laughs> we let's just be for real you know what i mean we were we were we were trying to save each other you know we, yeah the baptist trying to do the the apostolic trying to do that we trying to save each other and shutting out the souls that need to be saved you you come in here right. with that on you come in there dressed like that you need you need this this and then and they're like you know i don't want no part of that because 
of what you presented to me. And now, you know, a, a person now can attend church, you know, with just, you know, nightly clothes or whatever. The point right. is, it ain't about what you got on now. Yes, sir. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't about appearance now. We, we've, we've got to see it for what it is. We're, it's, it's still about reaching souls. We're not trying to reach their dress code. We try right. to reach their soul. Hey man, what's your thoughts on it? If you got any other thoughts on that one, I just I I, I feel that man, like woo. And, and it's <laughs> it's gonna ruffle some feathers. This I, I know this podcast gonna ruffle some feathers, but man, listen, we we like I said, I feel like we've lost we've lost the focus. Yeah, we've lost the focus. Instead of us bringing people to to Christ, we bring them to doctrine. Mm. We bring them to a dress code. We 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 bring them to wear your your black and white on first Sunday. Mm. You know, and because you know you want me to look the part mm-hmm. instead of making sure that my heart is in the right place. Mm-hmm. We find people that look like they go to church and you know dress like they go to ch- go to church, but church is really not in them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> my- <laughs> My pastor used to say something, and and she's she's funny. Uh, you know, she said people want to tell people to wear skirts and dresses all the time. She said, but you know, it's easier to slide a skirt up than it is to <laughs> unbutton a pants. You know, <laughs> and the point she was making, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, the point she was making, you know, was it, it's not about what you look like; it, it, it's it. what's in the heart. Wow. You know, I. I, I've gotten to the place now, man. You know, I, I I don't wear I don't I don't wear suits all the time. You know, sometimes I may come with some Jordans on, mm-hmm. a jogger, and a t-shirt. Yeah, but I'm still just as anointed in my 13s as I am in my Stacey Adams. Yes, you know, it, it it has nothing to do. Yes, I believe that when you come to God, yes, there are, God is going to deal with you about your appearance and about modesty. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying that you know. You can't, you shouldn't be modest when it comes to your apparel. But what I am saying is this, if you introduce people to rules and, uh, 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 you know, this and that, and you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, then you basically instill fear in them mm. more so than instilling God in them. Mm. So I, I, I feel like the conversation must be had concerning that. What, what are we really what are we really presenting to the people? Yeah, man, because th- listen, th- at the end of the day, the message is the message. Yeah. You know, we, we, we're so worried about the packaging, but, uh, and, and I know this because the Lord has already shown it to me and he's been dealing with me about it. You're going to see unconventional pack. You're going to see different packages, but they going to have Jesus. Oh yeah. Jesus. And see, here's here's the thing with that. Oftentimes, we have an unrealistic view of the harvest. For instance, a stockbroker, okay, um, his influence is in stocks and he wears the suit and things like that. If you put him in an environment, let's say with some bikers, you know, and they're going to look at him and say, you don't look. You know, so when he tries to tell them, hey, um, I know that type of bike. You need this to fix it. You need that to fix it. They're going to say, sir, you you don't look 
you know, I, I can't say that you know about this because you don't look like me. See, here's the issue. We think yeah. appearance is for us to look better for us. You know, wear this to church. We yeah. want you to wear this to church. Let's just be straightforward. We want you to put this on. Yeah. We, we want green and I, I'm listen I'm not knocking any any ministries that do colors or anything like that but it was something that we that that we 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 try to impose when God is raising up people that are that have the anointing in them that can talk to those that look like them I don't have right. a bunch of tattoos in the sleeve up my arm so I you know my ministry to a person with a tattoo is not going to be as effective as if a person that does have one but this is the harvest. This harvest produces more harvest. But since I won't talk to him because he don't look like he's supposed to look or like I want him to look, that's what it is. You know, you know, all them earrings and all this, you don't know what God is doing. It's some anointed bikers. It's some anointed man. They got tattoos. <laughs> I know you know. Man, I, I and I believe that you know that's as that that mindset has almost become a hindrance to some because you know, like you said, if if you don't look like what I think church is supposed to look like, then right. you know, I now question your salvation. Yeah. But you know, this person could have the word of the Lord concerning what you're going through, but because they, you know, they don't have on a suit and tie or, mm. you know, a, a clergy collar or whatever, yeah. you're not open to it. Mm. One of the, oh, yeah. one of the, um, one, one, one moment where I really, really needed ministry was during the time I was running from God and, um, you know, was God is so good. I'm running from him, but he doing his best to keep everything from falling apart on me, you know, yeah. and I'm still running from him and, and got into a situation where I had to enter a, a drug program. You know, we're talking about a inpatient program. I got to stay there mm. for 30 days, you know, mm. with wow. folks I don't know in a city. That's not where I live. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And there is where I learned like, you think you know because of what they look like. And then so now I'm here with coaches from prominent colleges that are in, in prominent schools. Their, uh, uh, their family, their, their school, because of some things that happen concerning uh, a specific type of drug, mm -hmm. you know, a specific type of thing, the, the school has to send them to the rehab and they have to complete the program because they got hemmed up with something on them, you know, or something like that. And I'm like, you know, I'm, he's like, I'm, I'm living Hoover into the, you know, and I'm like, you know, because my thought process is you're not supposed to be going like, through that because you, right. don't look, you don't look like you struggle with right. uh, an addiction to, you know, what, whatever, you know, and it, it taught me like, hey, guess what? We can't weigh out how to minister to people based on appearance. Mm -hmm. the school teacher needs him the school teacher needs God just like the student does but we can't say well because she looks like she's got it all together or the, the kid or they don't have no responsibilities they just they just being kids you know yeah 
we've, we've got to be careful of that. Ministry is ministry across the board, and we still have to serve yeah. across the board. Most definitely. Man. But uh, besides um, those things that we're seeing at the current time, well, how do you feel? Let me ask, let me ask this question. How do you feel now about um, this is the last one for today? Okay. <laughs> How do you feel about the sound that's being produced now? Because I have, I've, I have an inkling. I've been feeling that there is a sound that's being birthed from this. What is God doing? And how can we navigate this moving forward? Because things are different, but God is still in it. Oh, yeah. How can we move forward? Man, I believe that there, um, during this pandemic, the, the, it caused, especially those that flow in, you know, the music ministry, you know, singers and musicians, it, it, it forced us into a place where, you know, even when it came to singing, when it came to playing, you know, it's like, okay, this something, it don't, it just don't hit the way it used to, you know, you know, usually, and I, I hate to say it, but it's the truth. As a musician, over time, you, you, you learn what chords to play to, to, to sort of push them into a praise or push them into warfare, or push, push them into worship. You, you sort of learn the, the, the button, what buttons to press. Yeah. But what, I believe now there, there's a, there is the birthing or, or we're, we're in the birthing process of the sound of the season, mm. you know, with, with, with every season of life, there's always a sound yeah. to accompany that season. Yeah. And so I believe um, we must be in a prayerful place and, and not just with singers and with musicians, even, even poets, you know that it, it, it's we we put a lot of pressure on you know the the organist and the you know the drummer and the keyboard player and and the singer, but even the artists, even the the painters, the writers, the poets, I believe that God is downloading a new sound, a a, a new phrasing, a new verbiage, even. Um, to help relate and translate the will and the mind of God concerning the season that we are in. Um, you know, I, I, I believe that there's a reason why when they wanted to teach you the alphabet as a kid, they put it as a song. Hmm. There, there, there's a reason why there was a song for just about everything, the days of the week, the, 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 the months of the year. Everything is put to a song because the music has a way of surpassing your subconscious mind. It, mm -hmm. it, it has, it has a way of, of, of reaching into your heart. That's why, you know, you, you can hear a song that you may have, you didn't know you knew until you heard. And it's like, Oh, I do know the words to that. That's because music has a way of reaching the heart. And so I believe that God is in this season is going to use, um, the, the, the sound that is being birthed now to reach the heart of those that, you know, although if I, if I can't reach you through a sermon, if I can't reach you through a message, that song that you, you sang, it really touched me or it really spoke to, you know, where I am or what I'm going through. So I believe, man, we, we, we must be prayerful to, you know, be in place to receive 
the sound of God that's being birthed now. Yeah, amen. And the the sound that um, God is birthing, I believe it it will be it will be powerful. It will be a a sound that will take us through um, each sound. It, it, it seems as if, according to the scripture, there's a sound that that births the move. Like it it, it flows with the move. It gets us. Oh, yeah. through. Um, you, that, you, you, there had to be some form of a sound for the Israelites to, uh, release to the wall of Jericho for it to fall. You know, that there's, there's this thing that works together with God, obedience. The Lord didn't tell them what to necessarily play, but they, he said, you, you march around and you play. And when the time comes, yeah. you make your sound, you know, and, and yeah. th that's the thing, the obedience that interlocks with using what God gave you, you know, that's when God starts to move, move for the sound. I believe that sound is, is coming that our, our psalmist, uh, you know, and like I said before, psalms that you never, you know, would have thought of. There are things happening in people's dreams. Uh, yeah. God, God's birthing things into, in, into them. And when they release it, it's going to be, it's going to be the sound and we're going to be able to, use it not just to use it to get through but benefit for it from it for us um that's one thing i had to learn about being a, you know a musician and worship ministry you're pouring out you know you, 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 we're not getting up there to just get up there like i've got to pour out because what he's filled me with in worship when i pour it out it helps the house and it helps us grow you know it helps the atmosphere um absolutely it's a dangerous thing to be empty but trying to pour yeah like because if there's nothing there what are we pouring you know we'll get to a place where we're pouring we're just saying what's in our emotions now or we're, we're just saying something to sound spiritual that's that's another thing i'm concerned about everybody wants to sound spiritual but is it pouring? yeah is it, is it pouring from, from the spirit of God, from the heart of God? Is this a pour or are we just, are, are, are you, are we just talking from us? And everybody talking spiritual, not talking about Jesus Christ. So that's a whole, yeah. that's a whole nother dynamic. So now I've got to, if you don't have nothing to pour, that conversation may or may not go in your favor. <laughs> gotta have, yeah. we've got to be, concerned about the poor uh, um you have any thoughts on that i'm sorry i didn't mean to go to one one more but you have any thoughts on the poor like being full or or letting the lord pour into us and us pouring into others what's your thoughts on that and i believe that um you know as worshipers and especially worship leaders it is necessary to always be poured into because like you said um it, it, you're, you're doing more than just singing and, and even when it comes to playing, you're doing more than just playing. Um, what, what comes out of your mouth or what is released from your instrument, literally, it, it, it is being presented to the people. So, you know, if, if, if you get up and, you know, you get ready to sing, but yet, you know, you're mad, you're upset, you're feeling whatever, not only is the song reaching their hearts, but also the condition of your heart is also being shown at that time mm -hmm. so that's why i believe that consecration is not just for the preacher it's not just for the prophet i believe consecration is for the singers man i believe honestly mm -hmm. the bible talks about how um 
in the temple, the worshipers would, would, would go forward mm. and the priest wouldn't even be able to minister because the presence of God was so thick in the room. I believe that not only is there an assignment, you know, for the preacher or for the one that's supposed to speak, I believe that there's an assignment for the singer. Yes. And, you know, it it, 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 it it takes something to get up and it be does. able to shift an atmosphere yes. and, and prepare the atmosphere for someone to preach, you know. And so I believe that it requires you to be in a place where you're always being poured into yes. because as long as um, you're being filled, you're always able to pour out into others. So, yeah, it, it, it we have to be we have to be in that right posture. Man. So, OK, so, bro, I don't want to uh, I don't want to be on here, you know, all night. But, brother, when we're talking about assignments and posture. Good God, um, that that's a conversation. <laughs> that that's, <Yeah. laughs> that's a few conversations. Um, and uh, man, we gotta do this again. Like, we, oh yeah, we gotta talk about that because, and just just to throw it out there because I know we're thinking on the same wavelength. There's no greater assignment than any other assignment. Right. We've gotten to a place now. Let's see, we supposed to be going home. Listen. <laughs> it, 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 We've gotten to a place in the house of God where we weigh and we 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 compare assignments. Yeah, that's dangerous because you no, there's no assignment greater than that. Yeah, okay, okay, you have the apostolic assignment, but guess what? It's the will of God for all God's people to evangelize, to right. set yes, order. You see what I'm saying? God put that mm -hmm. in every one of his believers. If you feel, you know, if you feel with the Holy Ghost and God is in you, that those traits of God, because God is the apostle, you know, he's yeah. the bishop of our soul. Um, so what we've done is we've gotten to a place where we weigh assignments, you know, and folks don't want to be the armor bearer now because we look like the flunky or not, you know, and, and, and some of us view the, uh, some of us view, you know, the adjutant or whatever as being more than something, you know, yeah. and, and there is no greater than the other body. The, the Bible says it's the body fitly joined together, you know, yes, the, sir. the scripture, Paul, Paul gives some illustrations. It'd it be killing me sometimes. He gives some illustrations, you know, can the eye and the hand, can they, you know, am I going to tell that I going to say I'm not doing my job no more Yeah. because I'm not getting the recognition I need or the, the title that I need. Just imagine if parts of our body said I'm done because you don't give me enough credit. Oh, you don't pay me enough attention. Okay, okay. So yeah, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta talk about oh, yeah. <laughs> that. And, and that other word, I feel something strong on that, but we gotta go. That word, their posture, man. Listen, we we gotta talk about it. Okay. Oh yeah. It looks like it's gonna be a part two. If if and I, I'm praying that you'll be with me. But yes, look, sir. I'm ready. Listen, posture is so important, my lord. And what if what what if that's what God is doing with the pandemic? Okay. Yeah. And we and we'll we'll talk about that at that time. Okay. Because this, this this I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> 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 and, and this is this has been a blessing. But bro, thank you so much for joining me, man. And um, man, just, it's been sharing, an honor. just sharing, man. Thanks. Um, 
for uh, being humble, you know, being humble enough to share with me. I really appreciate it, brother. And um, do you have anything you want to say, add, or uh, you want to give any information about the well, you know, where they can follow you, where they can find uh, the well campus out, outreach, anything like that? Uh, man, um, again, thank you for, you know, having me on this podcast, man. I, I, I was excited about this ever since you mentioned it to me. Um, you can find us on Facebook, the well campus outreach. Um, you can please go ahead and like and, and share. I feel like I'm doing a video. Go ahead and like and share our page. <laughs> um, and uh, just be on the lookout. You know, this, when the vision was given to me, the, the targeted audience was for college students. But now I'm realizing that, you know, the word, it, it reaches and touches all. It has the power to touch anyone that has listening here. So, um, yeah, just go ahead and follow us. Uh, we have some things on the horizon. We might be doing a virtual revival this year i don't know we don't pray about that but uh so yeah just uh go ahead follow us on facebook and man listen again thank you man there have been times where you know you'll come and you'll speak or play or just be an amen corner man i i, I appreciate you bro. i appreciate the support man you you definitely give to the body of christ bro man well i appreciate your, your kind words listen your ministry blessed me. I, I watch, I go, and then if I miss it, I go back and watch it, you know, because man, the, the Lord, the Lord uses you uh, greatly, man. And I enjoy, I, I love a good word now. I love me a good yeah. word, you know, and um, that's a whole nother topic. Let me write that down. <laughs> because, you know, you know, if it's foolishness, people lose, the, the attention is gone, you know, real quickly. You got, you righteously got about two minutes on your video to, Ooh. you know, two to three minutes, you know, but <laughs> if they stay on longer than 10, 20 minutes, then they, you know, then they watch it. So you have to be careful. So yeah, I enjoy your ministry. I appreciate you coming on. Um, thanks for your patience, man. Thanks for your time. Um, we're praying with you and for you. And we're going to try, we're going to go ahead and uh, plan or try to plan a part two for the breakthrough to, uh, breakthrough discussions. Listen, the title of this is Make It Make Sense. We're just trying to trying to make sense of this here, you know, because yeah. as you can see, we need God and we need to hear from him. It's, it's you know, and it's a blessing to have you on Raymond for lunch, brother. God bless you and um, be safe out there, man. And uh, yeah, man, uh, we're going we're gonna to try for, for twice. <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate you. Also, see, I, I don't know if I need to put this on here because you cut hair. See, I, my brother hey, cuts hair blood, too. Man. Amen. <laughs> he cuts hair too. Has cut my hair multiple times. This is, you know, my one of my barbers. Listen, this young man can cut. You need to come see him. Holler at him. He's on Facebook, Instagram. Um, Absalom Adams on Facebook, right? And yes, um, on Instagram, Abso 1000, right? 100, 100, 1000, you're right, yeah. It's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's my brother, and um, we, we're grateful to have him. You guys take care, okay? And um, thanks for joining us for the Raymond for Lunch podcast. God bless you, bro. Take care of yourself, all right? Yes, sir.